0: Hello, and welcome to Worship Conversations by Awaken Generation, where we are passionate about equipping and empowering the church in all things worship. AG is a worship missions organization based in Singapore. We have a vision to see a movement of creatives and leaders transformed, equipped, and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out the Great Commission, impacting the nations for His glory. One of the main ways we do this is through our one-year worship school. And our 2022 school applications are now open. So if you're looking to grow as a worshipper in a thriving community of creatives, check out our school applications on our website www.awakengeneration.sg We often hear the words, the kingdom of God, in the New Testament. But what do these words really mean? And what impact does it have on us as believers? In this episode, Kelvin shares with us three things to pay attention to about the matters of the kingdom. Let's get to it!
1: Hi, over the last several months, uh, I've been meditating on the scriptures, particularly on the theme of the kingdom of God, or many will say, kingdom of heaven. And interestingly, uh, the Kingdom of God or Kingdom of Heaven appears about 86 times in the four Gospels. And so when I read that, I begin to understand there is an importance or a seriousness that the Lord is highlighting about the Kingdom of God. And for many of us, the Kingdom of God is so wide in terms of what it represents. Um, When I think about it, the Kingdom of God can be like a realm. Of mystery and wonders that the Lord will reveal through His, through himself or through his people. Uh, many times if you look at the scripture that aligns with the kingdom of God, it always refers to the kingdom of God as like, for example, a master seed, a treasure, a pearl, a leaven, a child or net, or even a farmer, or even the parables. And so in this sharing here, I would like the forest to explore Uh, the theme of the kingdom of heaven and of God, Uh, particular three points that I would like to focus that we need to pay attention uh, to when it comes to the matters of the kingdom of God. So the first one is that it is the rulership of King Jesus here on earth. The second one is the blessings and the favor that flows from living under the lordship of King Jesus. And of course, the third and final one is that the decree and the summoning of his people here on earth. These three points can be found in the three passages, the Gospel of Matthew, as Jesus addressed His disciples. The first one in Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10. This is the part of the passage where the disciples came to Jesus and asked Him, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? And in verse 9, it says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Interestingly, in this verse Jesus taught his disciples to begin with their prayer by acknowledging God as their father and I think this is very important as we look into this because God then doesn't just want to rule us he wants to have an intimate relationship with us and you realize that as believers as Christians everything we do in this life as Christians begins with an intimate relationship with him and knowing him for who he is not what he can do and I think that's important because when we know who he is and when we have that relationship with him, then everything flows from a place of sonship. I remember one quote that has impacted my life. is this quote here by a preacher. He says that principle without presence is like a kingdom without a king. And many times, a lot of Christians, when we, are, when we forget the relationship, we tend to focus on principle the thing is that jesus is not a principle he is a person he is god and he desires relationship and intimacy and so when we want to invite god's kingdom come we need to welcome the king it's like like when you are having a party and you're displaying all the food and all the things that you can have but yet the vip vip guest doesn't show up is meaningless and so it's important to understand that the kingdom cannot operate without a king. Just as who has influence in my life will determine the way how I will live my life. The second passage in the Gospel of Matthew, which is, in, which is founded in six, Matthew 6, verse 33. is a very familiar passage for many of us here. And it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see, the important thing is that when we live and walk under his rulership, not only does he lead and guides us, he is a loving king. And when you know a loving king, when you know a king that cares for his people, he releases his blessings and his favor for us to live under his covering. That's why in the scripture it says seek for his kingdom, not the other way around. Because when we get those things and yet when we don't have his blessing, it can become a stumbling block in our life. And so when you seek his blessings by focusing on his kingdom and his likeness and the things that matters to him, he will review things to you that will help brings a blessing to your life. And the last passage in the Gospel of Matthew, which I want to zoom in and focus on, which is the theme for our school next year in 2022, is on the theme of thy kingdom come. And I'm going to read it out to you so that we can at least look through this. And it says here, and the theme is actually the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And it says in verse 35, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus is interested in cities and villages. That means that wherever you're located, it matters to Jesus. Cities and villages. The second thing is that he went to every synagogue, which is in today's terminology for many of us is our churches. The one thing that Jesus did in that time was that he was focusing on proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Notice is the gospel of the kingdom. It wasn't a gospel of something else. It was the gospel of the kingdom. And if you understand the word gospel, the word gospel means good news. So he was bringing good news about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to every synagogue that he was invited to. You know that Jesus didn't only just preach and proclaim about the good news of the kingdom. He actually demonstrated it by healing those who had disease and those who had affliction. What moved Jesus was the fact that he had compassion. He saw that people were harassed, he saw that people were afflicted. In fact, the scripture shows that, that he was among the people and people began to draw near to him. Why? Because they came with problems. Imagine seeing that right now in the world we have so many problems, so many issues. That's what draws Jesus to you. Is that he is moved with compassion when he sees people who have needs, who have issues, who have challenges. And the word compassion, in what I see here, is sympathy, concern, and kindness. And not only that, in fact, one of the translations says that that, that compassion is connected to suffering. And so he felt the pain, he felt the suffering of his people, that he was drawn to that. And so it was the bigger picture that moved Jesus to speak to his disciples in the following verses. And he says that when he saw the crowd in verse 36, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Notice that part here, that he knew that people were lost, God's people were lost. And that's why I believe that in the season ahead, that God is going to be the shepherd for many of us here. And not me just the big shepherd with the big S for shepherd, he's going to train other shepherds to shepherd the people, to pastor them, to love them. And so, his, so Jesus showed his disciples what the harvest looked like. The harvest looked like this, the disease, the afflicted one the harassed and the helpless. It is overwhelmingly plentiful. Notice we think harvest is always, what can we get from this? You know, when you invest on in something, you want to harvest in return. Whereas this harvest field looks very different from the way how we see God's glorious church will come. It's the fact that God wants us to prepare to go into the darkest places to reveal his light. That's why his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What does it look like? The kingdom of heaven, there is no sickness, there is no disease, there is no pain, there's no suffering, but on earth there is. But God wants to reveal his rulership and his kingdom by releasing on earth through his people. And so I believe that the activation point that Jesus told his disciples was, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord that harvest. When you think about the word pray earnestly, it means thorough and seriously doing it. To see, to have an intent, in, there's an intention to see succeed. Not only that, there is a deep sense of conviction and feeling for you to mobilize and do something about it. And so, then in his last scripture, he says that. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord the harvest who send forth our laborers into his harvest field. And when you look at this. To set out laborers in this harvest field, this is the great commission that Jesus gave his disciples before he depart earth. Many of you will know Matthew 28, talks about all authority has been given to him. And he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. That means all nations. And so I want to end by encouraging all of us that as we meditate and think about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is not confined in just being about the church in a four corner of a building. The kingdom of God is at every avenue, every place, every life, every opportunity that God will release his blessing and his favor, especially on his sons and daughters. In Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, 11, I love this part of scripture because it talks about sowing. It's about stepping out. is about giving our life, giving ourselves to the work of the Lord. Because when we enter into relationship with God, as we receive His kingdom in our heart, God's desire for His people is to manifest His kingdom outside into the sphere of influence that God has given you. And verse 6, it says, The point is this, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. It is not just limited to just finances, but is your calling, your assignment, your gifting, your anointing, the very thing that God has given us is to be a blessing. And it says here that God loves a cheerful giver. In verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. This is the part here in verse 10. He who supplies seeds to the sower, that means that God is gonna give you your gift and your assignment and the anointing to the sowers and bread for food and will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Sounds familiar? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Is going to give you increase to the harvest of your righteousness so that in verse 11, you'll be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. And this is the activation that we as believers, that as we look forward to 2022, that His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven, will be manifested through His sons and daughters, which is us. And we have an assignment, we have a duty, we have a decree and a summoning from the Lord to go out to be that for his kingdom. And one of the ways that you can be activated for many of you who are considering for 2022, God, how can I get involved to be part of the kingdom that God, that you're bringing here on earth? I want to encourage you to consider and dreaming and praying about joining with us uh, for our 2022 cohort. Um, that you can be trained and equipped and not just be trained and equipped but under a community of worshippers where we come together to seek the Lord in not just worship but also mentorship and grow in our craftsmanship. Um, I believe that God will speak to you. Even God will begin to open things in your heart to reveal things to you just as He reveals to His disciples about the love of the Father but not only that, that to be ambassadors for God. And so I'm praying that that God will begin to speak to you as you journey together with us in 2022. You know, for those of you who are listening and watching this, I wanna lead you into this prayer here just to encourage and spur the things that God has put in your heart to come to life. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that for many of us here, Lord, that we've been longing, Lord, for your return. We've been desiring for you to come once again. God, we know that the assignment ahead of us is great. Just as in the scriptures in Matthew 9.35, it talks about, Lord, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God, I'm praying that there will be a stirring in the hearts of many believers to step into the calling of the Lord, not just in obedience, but in willingness because there is that intimate relationship that we have with you. is to fulfill the desires of your heart, Lord is to see the nations come to you, is to see people being healed and restored and reconciled to you, Father. Lord, may we step into our assignment, may we step into our calling, and may we say yes to you, Lord, so that, Lord, we can see that your name will be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. As a ministry, we fully believe that in 2022, we will journey together to understand what it means to walk in seriousness and intentionality about God's kingdom. Invest in a year of intentional mentorship and journey with us as we grow to be worshippers who will work hard in the harvest field, bringing God's kingdom to the ends of the earth. Well, that's all for today. and Until next time, see ya!